Hey, it's Liz Kelly, and welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. As the year comes to a close, our staff is writing about our favorite sports moments of 2019. Jason Concepcion explains the year in 10 pieces of pop culture, and we break down the last 10 years of the Marvel Universe. Also, ahead of the new Star Wars movie coming out next week, the staff's discussing Baby Yoda, Rise of Skywalker romances, and what the Resistance will do if they win. You can check this all out on theringer.com. All right, welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. Cousin Sal here with heel producer Jim Cunningham. What's happening, Jim? Not much, Sal. Jim is somehow working the board from New York. Um, I think he exhausted Tinder on the West Coast and he had to relocate. Is that the is that the reasoning? I forgot. That's exactly it. I told you that in confidence, but okay. Yeah, no, I had, I had to let everybody know. What good is it in confidence? Um, you, you know what you should have told in confidence? That Dolphins bet because your $2 million bet lost again. I think you had won the uh, week before. I know, I know. It's not good, but we'll win it back this week. All right. We will win it back. And not only you, my gurus of gambling, my wizards of wagering, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, degenerate trifecta, Harry, brother Bry, Darren, the parlay kid. They're all here. What's happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Hey, Sal. What's going on, buddy? Well, let's. I want to get to all of you, but Harry, let's start with you. You were, I think, the only winner today, but I did jump on your bet uh, last week, rather, with the Sharp Tank. What did you have? Remind everybody. Yeah, I had a three-team money line parlay, Navy money line over Army, so they'd win by 20 going away. They won that mm-hmm. game fairly easy. I had uh, the Seahawks at minus 250 on the money line against Carolina. Um, a little scary at the end there when it got down to six, but still they won fairly easily as well. And that's then why you take money lines. Yep. And then the, yep, that's exactly right. And then the Saints on Monday night, totally easy. What a game that was for Drew Brees and the Saints. Three teamer money line paid plus one twenty. Totally easy. The parlay kid was like, I don't know about the Saints. You're like, no, 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 don't worry. It's going to be fine. Right from right when that line came out, you convinced him that was good. Wait, way to stick to your guns there, or something like that. Harry, we could mention the gold nugget contest. You're barely, you want to make the top 20. What's your record? I know I'm, I've fell behind you, I think, a little bit. Yeah, I, you know what? I, uh, I don't have the exact record. Oh, I do have them. You know what? I'm 60, 43, <laughs> and 2. I'm in 24th place. I'm right there. You're 44th, first place. You're 50, 59, 44, and 2. Probably a kid shot up. He's at 165, and Brother Bry really trailing at 44, 59, and 2 at 257th place. <laughs> Brother Bry, did you did you think for a second, Brother Bry, that Harry didn't have the records in front of him, like he said? I, I wasn't No, lying. yeah, he definitely had them. No, he definitely he had, had them. Uh, you had, on the show, you gave out Army. You went against Harry there. Harry had the money line. You took the points. That was pretty brutal. They jumped out to a 7 nothing lead. It was the only thing to watch Saturday uh, morning, afternoon here. It was around noon. But uh, you know what? I, I don't know. I'm getting a lot of backlash here from my suggestion. I did on Simmons pod. I said, we can't see six passes in a game. It's just not football. I love the Army Navy. These people, the, you know, the, the cadets, everyone who enlists is a better person than me. But it's it's just not football. I want to see 10 minimum passes like kickboxing. You had to kick a certain amount of times for a round to count. But uh, are you done with this game as well? I mean, I do love the game. I mean, I. I still watch a lot of high school football, so sometimes we see those offenses every once in a while. We barely mm-hmm. see those anymore. Um, but uh, I hear what you're saying. I mean, that's the thing. You're you're every time it's like for Army, it's you know third and eight, and then it's nearly impossible to get a first down. So 
it's frustrating when you're on the wrong side of it. But uh, yeah, they gave up a terrible, terrible touchdown to end the half, which I knew that I knew it was over once once that happened. But I still I still love the game. But um, I, I know what you're saying. I mean, it's, well, that's what I mean. You know, it's like um, I'm trying to figure out. But you know, if it's a 10-7 game, you run it down each other's throats. I don't care. But what was it, 31-7, and Army's still running the ball? You're not going to do it at three yards a clip and. Put and taking 35 seconds. I don't need to see Big 12 football in the Army Navy, but pass when you're down three touchdowns. Do something. Uh, parlay kid, you you came close on your parlay. Uh, well, you went two out of three, I believe. And then San Francisco, they lost the game outright. You weren't really close on that spread anyway. But how about that for a bad beat? San Francisco, Atlanta over was a terrible, terrible beat. And Philly, Washington, Philly over Washington. If you had Washington, that was as equally as bad. But which was worse, in your opinion? I would say that San Fran one was probably worse, just the way it was so nonchalant at the end of the game, and um, you know it was a poor, you know nothing poorly designed. These, these end of the game plays are brutal. I don't, I don't, I, you know, obviously it takes a miracle to win those type of things. But something about that San Fran game, it kind of happened. Nobody really even talked about it. You know, kind of. He scores at the end of the game, and uh, you know. Meanwhile, you know nobody mentions it during the game about what's just really happening. The big thing that's really mm-hmm. happening there for betters, but uh, all betters know what's happening, and uh, it's kind of frustrating to see after that. Yeah, and that was the one I lost on. Uh, I had San Fran minus eleven after covering with the Ravens and covering with the Pats. So uh, yeah, they were up uh, what nine with ten minutes left. I wonder what the odds would have been right there for San Fran to win that game. At that point, you know, I'm sure they were pretty good. Insane. And that over, you needed 26 points in the fourth quarter to go over. And that, you know, that uh, he pins, Hooper pins it to, I think, his ankle. I still kind of thought that was a touchdown. They call it no touchdown. The underbetters are rejoicing. Then no touchdown on the Julio Jones. And then they show it. He did break the plane. He did. And then that crazy lateral, I thought that was going out of bounds for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Harry, would you have uh, would you have bet the Saints though instead of the 49ers if Harry didn't tell you to take? Uh, well, that was the <laughs> that was the plan. Well, listen, I'm glad you mentioned that. That was the plan. Um, somehow, <laughs> somehow, Harry on his like we mentioned last week, and I, I, I'm still staggered by because he really told me don't take the Saints. That's what he All said. Right. Don't take them. I said, he be said, wary. Not and uh, I was be, take being them. wary and not taking something are two different things. Here's the problem. Harry has to have an opinion. So if you say, oh, I love the Saints easy, I, I don't remember exactly what the text was, Parlay Kid, but you're like, I love this, this, and the Saints, that's easy. And Harry's like, Harry's like, well, I can't let that go. I have to have an opinion. I write uh, I write internet articles, right? Is that, was that it? That gets a big duh. Well, you know what gets a big duh? Talking your friend out of a winning bet. I think that gets a big duh. He didn't talk me out of the bet. It's just that once I knew he was, he then he came back with saying, about ten minutes later, I'll take. I'm going to take. He's going to take the Saints. Right. So I didn't want. To, I didn't want to double up on the same bet on the show. Basically. I know. know. So I let him have it. I let him have it. So there you congrats, go. Harry. Oh, Good stop job. it. <laughs> he let you let him have it. And now we're letting him have it. Uh, I, back to the laterals. I, we talked about this for for years. I would love to take lateral insurance out. I wish you could do this. Pay. You know, I like to take insurance on a lot of things. Like I'd pay like. $150 a year to not get a speeding ticket for the rest of my life. That would be nice. And maybe like, you know, $300 to not get brain cancer. And then like 
a thousand dollars to not get screwed over on a lateral, a last second lateral, because it, it just it's infuriating and it makes you hate gambling. It makes you hate football. And I don't think that's what they want. I, you can't put a rule in place because the team has a right to try to win at any cost towards the end uh, at that, you know, at the very end. But um, boy, is that frustrating. Uh, hats off to everybody who had those on the wrong side of those for sure. Um, we're going to go over best bets. These guys are going to try it again. Captain Morgan, we're going to take a ride on the Riverboat Casino. Uh, six NFL games we're going to cover. First, let's go look at the state of the league. Ravens plus 250, holding strong after that walloping of the Jets on Thursday night. Saints, same kind of thing. They're second now, plus 450. They didn't show any flaws. Drew Brees, my God, 29 for 30. Insane. Chiefs, laying low, laying low. I know they still have to probably do it on the road against the Ravens. And then the uh, the Patriots and then the Ravens, but they're seven to one odds. Those are two teams they beat already. Pats, I just mentioned seven to one. Uh, Seattle ten to one, and Green Bay fifteen to one. I just do want to mention there's a couple, a few over unders in play. The Chiefs ten and a half. They could go over that. Patriots could go over eleven and a half. And brother Bry, your Raiders could go over six. I, I can't believe we may have seen in person the last game the Raiders ever win. <laughs> Forget about Oakland anytime. Uh, well, it seems that way, right? What a what a terrible loss. I was actually that was the first game I was actually as a Raider fan. I was just laughing about it. I mean, I have Raider fans texting me like we got screwed, which we did get screwed on that slide. But still, I was like, this is so just the way we played that game. I mean, I think people forgot like the Jaguars might be the worst team in football right right now, and we we gave up two touchdowns in the last five minutes to blow that game, which is just I mean, it was astounding. I didn't have the sound up, brother Bryce. So when Carr slides. Uh, before he hits the the stripe, the out of bounds stripe, and then like chucks the ball into the sideline, th- were they going to run the clock otherwise if it wasn't a penalty? Um, no. Well, they they kind of ruled him that he was. They kind of ruled that he was out of bounds on that thing, which was oh amazing. man, I thought the penalty stopped the clock, so they ruled it. Oh my god, oh that's bad. They ruled, they ruled that he slid out of bounds, so they really. I mean, there would have only been like. The thing is, there would have been like 30, 40 seconds left, and then uh, Jaguars still would have kicked the field goal and won in yeah. overtime. So, well, so something bad would happen. If, if I can weigh in on that real quick, what's, yeah. what's really ridiculous about that is for a quarterback, it's where he even begins the slide. He never right. even went out of bounds, but it's mm-hmm. even where he begins. He's literally about four yards away from the sideline where he begins his slide. So he never, he never, and he never even went out when he completed the slide. I don't know what the, they were doing the rest there. And everybody, again, everybody overlooked it. Like, even if you were listening to the game, like, nothing was mentioned, really, regarding it. Right. You know, it was just a weird, it was a very ter- terrible officiating. It, it might have been the, the first time the quarterback didn't get the benefit of a slide. I mean, usually they slide if they're, if they're hit, you know, anything. Oh, it's going to be a late hit. Like, all right, they're very protective of the quarterback. Here, there wasn't going to be an injury involved. But free, his intent was to slide in bounds. And he did. He did just that by a lot, but uh, that cost the Raiders. But then going right down the field is uh, is not good defensively for the Raiders. That seems a little bit of a mess. All right, let's hit these games. There's three good Saturday games. So I think there's five or six decent games. Three of them are on Saturday. I don't know what you do with your Christmas shopping. Just to just watch these games sit sit on Amazon and, and order because it's going to be a long nine hours. Um, Houston Tampa Bay kicks things off at 1 p.m. Eastern. Tampa Bay getting three at home. 50 is the over-under. The Bucs are so much fun to watch. That Jameis pick, uh, I mean, he throws an interception before you can even situate your screens, what what you want to watch on Sunday. 
Um, Mike Evans, Godwin, Scotty Miller, all hamstring injuries. I don't know. No one's heard of Scotty Miller, but it's weird that these wide receivers all have hamstring injuries and are out. Um, you know, coaches are t- taking some heat for that. Texans, much like the Ravens, if they win, they might sit players next week. I don't think the Texans, it could be a case that they can't catch the Chiefs for the three seed, in which case they would have had locked up the uh, the AFC South with a win and might sit everybody. So it's kind of tough to handicap. Brother Brian, who do you like here? Um, I'm going to go with Houston minus three. I mean, I know this is tough. Tampa's won four in a row. I do like the over a lot uh, in this as well, but I figured I'd take a side. Look, if Tampa's receivers were healthy, I'd maybe look at the Bucks in this one. Um, but like you said, I mean, Tampa is super fun to watch. I mean, who would have thought they might be the most exciting team in football to watch at this point in time. But again, he's going to be throwing this week. Once he's going to be throwing to Perryman, and I don't really know who else. So mm-hmm. Houston with the chance to clinch the division, five and two against the spread last seven on the road. I'm, when you look at the thing is now that he especially doesn't have Evans or Godwin in this game. I mean, we think Godwin's out, but the fact that he doesn't have either of them. I mean, Winston's turnovers might even go more I mean right. he might throw three or four interceptions in this game so yeah they're averaging two and a half turnovers a game whereas I think Houston's only averaging like 1.3 I think just that turnover margin turnover margin in general I think I don't see Watson turning the ball over that much in this game I they need this game more uh so again while this is a game maybe I I might stay away from this but if I'm gonna take a side I'm gonna take Houston in this one he really is a turnover machine it's crazy to think like First of all, he's he's going to win the passing yards uh, title if that's a title, whatever. So Sal, at the beginning of the, I'm, I'm curious. I know I forgot to look that up. I meant to look it up and I and I didn't. But I mean, those interceptions. He was minus three hundred to throw an interception against the Lions, who last in the league in interceptions. How high can they make this for one player? And yet, like I said, he's he's got the most passing yards and he's going to get a big contract out of it. Uh, yeah, Brian, they're five and two in their last seven. I think you said against the spread, but one and six. And their last seven is a favorite, which is weird for the Texans. But this is kind of a different situation, I think. Harry, you're staying away from the uh, side. You like the total. Yeah, I like the total. Like you said, Sal, uh, you know, Tampa's first in passing. Winston's getting 328 a game. Um, yeah, Perriman stepped up last week against Detroit. He had three touchdown receptions. Um, 11 of the last 12 Tampa games. There's been 50 or more points. Uh, two weeks ago, Winston, 456 and five total touchdowns against Indy. This past week against Detroit, another 440. No, crazy yards, 440, four more scores. It's nine total scores in two weeks. Uh, the Texans are uh, seventh overall in the uh, league in total offense. In two of the three games versus the NFC, South went over. They had put up 58 points total in the game when they played the Saints early on in the season. When they played the Falcons, 85 points were scored. Um yeah, I think, you know, with Tampa's injuries, it might be a little bit more difficult. But still, Winston's finding the receivers. He's going for crazy yards. He's going for tons of passes during the game. I'm still going with the over here because some Texans still need this game as well. So I'm going to go over. I mean, their style of play and the way their games lay out totally lend themselves to over. And like you said, would you say 11 out of the last 12? It's really, it's really you know, because Jameis will throw the picks and give the other team, whether they're good or not, a um, nice field position. And then, you know, like they throw, they throw on you and they score. I mean, there's no reason the Lions should score as many. Daniel Jones is in the Hall of Fame because of what he did against his Tampa defense. Um, if they only had a kicker, they would have won that game. But all right, let's move to Buffalo, New England. That's the second Saturday game. New England, a six and a half point favorite. Over under is 38. Really good defense. If you're looking for uh, a defensive battle, this is it. I don't know who's is going to be better, you know. 
Um, people say Brady's done, and, and maybe he is, and he's having trouble. But uh, Allen, thirty-eight percent in the two games against in uh, New England, so it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. I don't I don't suspect that Brady is gonna throw long on Tre'Davious White. I don't suspect that's gonna happen. His three receivers, Edelman, Sanu, and uh, who am I missing here? Oh, Nikhil Harry. I think they had like. 28 or 30 yards. I have written that down. Very, very bad um, offensively. But you have to think New England may be at home. I don't even put this as a teaser game. Bills 7-0-1 in the last eight on the road, but Patriots 9-1 against spread last 10 at home after failing to cover the last two. Uh, Parley Kid, you like the underdog. Yeah. Yeah, I like the Bills getting the points here, Sal. I, I think uh, kind of like the way they, this Pittsburgh game uh, worked out. I kind of like the Bills in that one as well. Uh, as you just mentioned, they're seven eight and one, seven zero and one against the spread in their last eight road games, mm-hmm. uh, and this is a lot of points. I mean, the, the, the Patriots. What have they shown offensively uh, to make us think that they're going to cover this amount of points, mm-hmm. right? And I, I really like this Singletary kid on, on Buffalo. He seems he's getting more and more carries every week, which is good and good for my fantasy team as well. Uh, even though I'm a little worried about that matchup, but doesn't Allen? I know Allen's for a passing percentage in some of these type of games is not very good, but I just feel like he makes enough plays in these yeah. type of games, whether he's throwing or running the ball, to keep the game close. And this Bills defense. It, look, the Bills are what they are, and I, that's what I like about the Bills. They, they, they're a physical team. They're a tough team. They're kind of a run-first team, but they can throw it when they have to. Um, I don't think they win this game. I think the Patriots somehow find a way to, to pull it out, but I think the Bills certainly cover the six and a half, so let's take the underdog here in that. All right, Harry, and kudos to you. We'll give you congratulations. You like the Bills to make the playoffs in the beginning of the year. They're in. What were the odds there? Plus. 350. Wow. All right. Pretty good. We apologize. We know, you know, I said be weary of that, and then I took it myself. I don't know. But, uh, but, but Harry, you like them again. Uh, you like them again Saturday. Yeah. Um, look, you know, in the first game, uh, they lost a tough defensive game, 16-10, and Allen was actually awful that game. So they covered that spread. That was my best bet that week, and I like them again this week, too. I mean, I think they're going to win or come close again and play a t- uh, game similar to that. Uh, Buffalo has given up the second least points in the NFL. Uh, Buffalo is tied also with Kansas City and Baltimore for the best record in the AFC on the road at 6-1. and one. It's a pretty good company. Uh, it was a gritty win on Sunday night uh, versus Pittsburgh. Buffalo's third best in the, in the league uh, uh, in yards against. Wide receiver uh, free agent John Brown's been a great pickup for them. He's got over 1,000 yards now. Um, his first place is on the line in the AFC East here on Saturday, uh, believe it or not. The Bills played, uh, like I said, a tough game the first time versus New England. Lost by six. They covered the spread there when it was seven. They're getting six and a half here. I like them here, too. I wasn't impressed at all with the Patriots uh, against the Bengals. They had some lucky uh, turnovers where Dalton made awful passes, so uh, they didn't show much. I think, yeah, Sal, those guys had, I think they had a total of 37 yards receiving yeah. those three and um, wasn't impressed, and I think the Bills can get it done here. All right. Yeah, spy cam to my head. I take the I take the Bills here, here, but I would I would stay away from the side. I like the under. I think it goes way under. You said it was 16-10 the first time. It's gone under in Patriots' last six games in the late afternoon. I know that doesn't mean anything to a lot of people, but – why Why would they score? Why would one team get to 20 in this game unless there's some fluky defensive touchdown or something? I don't see it. Definitely a good teaser game if you could tease it up to 44 
and go under there. Last game, it's a night game Saturday. Rams and the 49ers. 49ers coming off a loss, laying six and a half points. Over-under is 45 and a half. Well, you could also look at Seattle and San Francisco division odds. Seattle now a favorite to take the NFC West at minus 134 at San Fran, plus 108. They got to tighten that up a little bit. Um, Brother Bry, you're, you'd rather uh, go division than pick this Rams-San Francisco game. Uh, yeah, for sure, because I've lost so much money on the Rams. Uh, I just continue <laughs> to lose money every yeah, week. Season, season bets, <laughs> weekly yeah. bets. So I'm not. I do like the 49ers in this game, but I'm not comfortable with the with the spread right now. So um, I still think when I look at the 49ers, I still think they and the Saints are the two best teams. I think they're the two best teams in the. Uh, in the NFC. So right now we would look at them. I think they're, you know, like you said, they're either plus one Oh eight or around even odds to win that division. They could actually afford a loss this week and still win that division. But I, I think you, what you could do is you could throw out last week's game against Atlanta mm-hmm. because really the, the, the three games before it, they had high intensity games. I mean, they had the Packers, they had the Ravens and they had the saints. They played phenomenally in all those. I expect that team to come back this week and the following week, I still am not the biggest fan of the C- Seattle team overall. So uh, like I, I just get a sense that 49ers are going to leapfrog them again and maybe potentially get the one seed in, in the whole NFC. Yeah, man, it's I looked at that NFC, and it's all right there in front of you. 11-3, and three, New Orleans, Seattle, Green Bay, San Francisco. Hard to believe. They're all solid. They're all going to be tough outs in the playoffs, and two of those teams are going to be playing wild card weekend. It's uh, it's hard to believe. Um, Parlay kid, you like San Francisco for this game. You you don't mind laying that big number? Yeah, not anymore, Sal. Like, like Brian said, I mean, we've all been on the Rams all year. They officially kind of losing the Cowboys last week. All of our bets are now they're gone. They're all they're all losers. Uh, so I can't stay. I can't. I can't take the Rams any longer on that. Uh, what happened to the Rams in that game? Um, did Aaron Donald even play? I mean, the Cowboys kind of neutralized. I I don't remember him, his name even being mentioned once during that game. So kudos to our Cowboys for actually showing up and playing like a well-rounded game. Uh, but that being said, I don't. I think San Fran rebounds here. They, I think that might have been a little bit of a wake-up call for them uh, against the Falcons. It, that was just a weird game. They had chances. They they couldn't put them away. Right? They just couldn't put the Falcons away. I've looked, I'm trying to look at trends. I've been looking at trends to see what would support this pick. There really isn't a lot to support uh, me giving this pick uh, uh-huh. for San Francisco, except that I think they're just a very good football team. Garoppolo, Jimmy G has been very good, especially over his last five games. I know their defense is beat up a little bit, but this Ram offense at this point, I think, uh, look, it's seen its better days. Gurley, I don't care what anybody says. Take a good look at him. His days are numbered. This, he could be out of football by next year. Uh, that's how I feel about that. Uh, and is there a better player in football than Kittle? Kittle might be yeah. one of the top five overall players in football. Keep feeding him, even though he kind of lost in the game last week when he fumbled the ball, when he should have picked up the first down. He just right. he was like, you know, he, he, he dropped it. But in terms of the spread here, I think this is a pretty easy cover for the 49ers. I think they, they got their wake-up call. They show up. They find a way uh, to score enough points. And hold on, I, I see this game being like a 30-14 to 14 game. San Fran wins. They pull away late and they cover the spread. Yeah, 
I'm with you, Paul. Like kid, first uh, I'm going to help you out here with some stats. But first of all, the way the way the Cowboys ran on the Rams last week, there's no, <laughs> I don't know, there's no reason to think that the 49ers won't do it. An angry 49ers team, but coming off a loss this year, and it's a small sample size. Let's see, 48 against the Saints, and it's got to be another. There's another one, 36 against the Cardinals. I mean, they're averaging 42 points after a loss. I really like them here. And 5-1 and one against the number versus a team with a winning record. So they don't screw around. That's why that number is so big. All right, now on to Sunday. New Orleans, Tennessee. The Titans at home getting three. The over-under, 50 and a half. I have to apologize to Drew Brees. He went crazy, 29 for 30. The incompletion was a disaster, but we, I guess we can move on from that. It was a screen pass. It went way over... Uh, way over Latavius Murray's head, but I'll move on from that. Um, like I said, those four teams, it's so hard to separate. And I wonder if like you get hot the last two weeks, it, it almost works against you because you have to take that week off and go against somebody who won. I understand having to buy usually works out, but it's all about staying hot. The Saints are hot right now. Since week eight, Drew Brees, 76% completion, uh, 19 touchdowns, two interception. That's become since the thumb injury. I know he screwed a lot of us in that Atlanta game at home after the bye. I think he knocked me and bunch out of uh, the uh, eliminator pool. Tennessee, I think everyone had them. That was the problem last week. Everyone had them against the Texans, and they laid an egg. No good. Didn't have the uh, punt return for a touchdown and all that stuff that usually has been working for them. Brother Bry, you like the Titans, though. Uh, yeah, I like the Titans. I hate myself for picking two NFC South teams today. And I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure you love the Saints in this game. I just get the feeling. But no, no, Breeze, not at all. No, really? Yeah, Breeze, uh, Breeze, Breeze was phenomenal last game. Very emotional game for them. Now a short week on the road, on grass against this Titans team that blew the game versus the Texans. They definitely had, uh, they had so many opportunities early on to be up in that game. And then all of a sudden, the Titans defense just couldn't stop Watson. So that gives me a little bit of reservation against Breeze here, but different, little different type of quarterback. But mm-hmm. Titans have to win this game for a chance at the playoffs. Well, they pretty much have to win this game for a chance at the playoffs. I expect it to be a competitive 27-24-ish type of game. So in that setting, I like, I like the three here. And then if you're looking for some numbers, Titans 7-2 against the spread last nine versus NFC. 6-2 and two last eight is home underdogs. So... Uh, again, I'd, I'd take the point. No, I'm with you, brother Bry. Short week for the Saints. Uh, emotional game. Breeze wanted badly to set that record at home, and he did it. I don't know that the Titans or anyone has an answer for Michael Thomas. I mean, he just might move up and down the field against everyone. And uh, I, I don't. Other than the fact that they need it, and this is a kind of a short week for the Saints, I don't have a lot to back my Titans pick. Their kicker suck-up is terrible. I mean, since he came back, I think he's... Top-kicking field goal. Exactly. One out of six. So let Tannehill run that offense. Don't kick anymore. Harry, you like the total. Yeah, I like the over here. Uh, Yeah, obviously, we just discussed uh, Saints still have a lot to play for. They're trying for the number one seed in the NFC. Breeze was unreal on Monday night. In the last eight games, the winner of the game in the Saints games has scored uh, 31 or more points in six of them. Sal, you just mentioned Michael Thomas. Seven of the last eight games, 100-plus yards. Some of those mm-hmm. games were over 150. And what a weapon for uh, the Saints. Uh, Taysom Hill, he's got, uh, he's got six touchdowns this year. Guy's unbelievable when he's in the game. Uh, Titans, five of the last seven games, 50 points or more that they played. Derrick Henry needs to be more of a, a 
part of their offense like uh, he wasn't last week. He'd still 1,500 yards for him. He's got 15 total touchdowns. And again, Tannehill, it's a defining game for him. He's got 21 total touchdowns this year, I think six picks. But you got to get it done here. you got to put up some offense. got to get rolling, get ahead in the game, unlike last week. I like the over here, 50 and a half. All right. Well, that Taysom Hill, by the way, I, I had him to score the first touchdown. He scored two of them. Uh, neither of them was the first touchdown. I thought I had a gem there at 22 to one. Why didn't we just bet Breeze over two and a half touchdown passes? You knew he was going to break the record at home, right? Even if they didn't cover or whatever they did, that was dumb. We all should have made money. Hanged up and a lot of injuries with the Colts too. They- Colts are not going to get, how crazy is it that they're not going to get their over under for wins? What was it? Seven and a half. They have six right now. They're not going to reach it. <laughs> Looks like they were going to win 12 by the beginning of the year. Uh, all right, Paula kid, here we go. Dallas, Philly. We're actually a three-point favorite, Cowboys are. Opened that, well, it would have been a pick em, Then opened at one and a half, two, went to three. Now 46 and a half is the over-under. I hate it because all the trends point to the Cowboys. Last 10 road games against the Eagles, eight and two, eight and two against the spread. Average margin of victory, eight and a half. Last four against the Eagles. The average score is 25-13. Eagles four and 11 against the spread. Last 15 as a home underdog. Are we buying into this Cowboys? I just feel like, you know, all right, maybe we don't get what we saw against the Rams. That would be terrific. But 75% of that Cowboys team versus the Rams would beat 95% of the Eagles team. I don't know if those numbers are right. Those are just made up numbers. But Parley Kid, you like our team here. Yeah, Sal, even though, uh, look, one of I picked them and they have come through for me. It really hasn't happened much this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Can they please win this game? They're the better team. I know they got to travel on the road here, but they're quite simply the better team. The Eagles have too many injuries. Um, look, the Cowboys, and you've already given some stats, uh, they are 8-0 straight up and against the spread in their last eight divisional games. Hmm. Right, So they, they dominate this division, Sal. Um, they dominated the Eagles the first time around. The Cowboys are much healthier than the Eagles at this time of the year. I think Carson Wentz has got a little bit of a bad rap. People saying, oh, Wentz, look at Wentz's numbers. If people look at Wentz's numbers, he's actually having a pretty solid year. Who does he have? Who does he have besides Ertz to throw to? The Cowboys got to shut this team down. The two towns out, we're going to, this would be a brutal, brutal loss for this Cowboys team. Because look, the Cowboys so far, haven't they been front runners? When they won, they've won big this year. The games they win, you know, and everybody's on. That's why they're, they're, it's flashy. They look great when they win. But we know what can happen here. But I think with this three, and I think it should be mine. I think this is the right spread. Yeah. I do. I think minus three. And I do think the Cowboys cover this. Um, four bath kicked pretty well. Could he be the difference in this game? Yeah, maybe. For the Cowboys, I mean, I hope he's not. Mm-hmm. I hope this is uh, the Cowboys going away. Cowboys win this game 31-17. They cover this uh, three points very easily. Bad. Back to your Wentz point, I agree with you. I think he has gotten a, a bad shake here. And for all the Patriots fans crying about their receivers, who would you rather have, Patriots receivers or the Eagles receivers right now? Wentz, Wentz ends up with 200, 250 yards. A lot of it's catch-up, but he gets there. I know it's different style offense, but I say that about a lot of teams. I don't know, Patriots receivers or Jaguars receivers. I feel, I feel like all these teams score points. Um, it doesn't really matter. I'm going to scare you a little here, Parlay Kid. Yeah. As a favorite of four or fewer, the Cowboys are one and four, one and four against the spread. All other games, six and three, seven and two against the spread, rushing yards per game. I know it doesn't seem like how does this make sense, but under 100 yards a game rushing 
as a favorite of four or fewer, 154 in all other games. Harry, I don't believe my eyes here, but I think you texted that you're taking the Cowboys here. Yeah, I didn't make a mistake texting here. You know, it is uh, tis the season, right? I'm going to throw you guys a bone here, and I agree with Parlay Kid. We don't need your bones, Harry. <laughs> Parlay Kid is, uh, you don't need my chicken wing bones? Okay, well, uh, tis the season, honestly, because Dallas, Parlay Kid's right. I mean, just they dominate the division, and uh, and I think they're the better team. Uh, despite Dax Gaff over the coin flip, the boys looked their best last week since the first time they played the Eagles in Week 7, um, dominating that game. Uh, I've been all over the boys for not being able to run the ball lately and uh, and forcing Dak to pass too much. But last week, Elliott and Pollard combined for like 250 on the ground. Um, in the first game versus Philly, Elliott and Cooper both went for over 100 yards. Uh, and Philly is barely getting by. Uh, they were fortunate winning games versus the Giants and the Skins the past couple of weeks. Uh, but they look like a mash unit versus the Giants. So many injuries. I think it's going to be too much to overcome. Uh, they're playing with a bunch of no-name guys, and Wentz just won't be able to get it done in the end. Um, yes, I am taking the Cowboys um, to survive. Not to win, but to survive. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think I'm going to be. I think Dallas does win this game by double digits, maybe by 10. The only thing I'm thinking here, Parley Kid, is we got to uh, let's get off to a good start here. Let's just do it because the Eagles, albeit against bad teams, 13 second half points in the last two weeks total. So let's just put them away. Get them out of that game. I don't want to see Wentz screen passing us to death or anything. I want to see what we did last week. Last week, uh, Harry, you brought up the coin toss. My God, we tried to kick off twice. We still couldn't lose. That's got to kill Wade Phillips. It's got to kill Wade Phillips. They ran all over us in January. Couldn't even, it wasn't a shell of that same team uh, the other day. All right. Monday night, Green Bay, Minnesota. Wow, this is high. Vikings five at home, 45 and a half is the over under. Uh, Oh boy, I don't know. I, you know, maybe Cousins is playing better, but that night record is really glaring. He does not do it; does not pull it off at night. And Aaron Rodgers with his win ugly stuff. I think they keep this close. I really do. Packers um, two and ten though, straight up in the last twelve on the road versus teams with winning records. Uh, Brother Bry, you like the Packers too? Five's too many, isn't it? Yeah, five seems way too many. I was thinking this was like three, you know, three and a half, maybe, maybe four. I, five just seems like a lot. But look, I promised myself. I mean, I was on the Vikings last week, but I promised myself I'd never take Vikings and Cousins in a primetime game again. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, especially against Rodgers. Um, I, I've been killed so many times. I mean, and, and Cousins is what oh for infinity. Uh, in primetime games. So, look, Dalvin Cook's status is up in the air, even though he might play. But if you look at the Vikings, though, when they've played quality opponents this year, they've either lost or lost or been in close games. They haven't blown out anybody that's good, and I don't count the, the Eagles as a as a yeah. good win for them. I mean, again, yeah, the trends maybe favor uh, the Vikings here, but I think five is way too many. I, I do think it's a close game. It's in the maybe in the low 20s. Uh, and that, you know, I think Green Bay is going to have a shot late in the game to win this game. So I, I would take Rodgers in the points here. Yeah, if Dalvin Cookie plays, even if he does play, he's not healthy. Madison's out, right, I think. I don't trust Mike Boone and Amir Abdullah. Would that be their backups? I don't I don't know. That's just a different team without a healthy Dalvin Cook. Uh, Packers, brother Bryce, 6-1 and one against the number versus a team with a winning record. This year, they come to play. But Parley Kid, you're going with the favored Vikings. Yeah, so the Vikings are 6 0 straight up in their last six home games with the average margin of victory in those six games 13 and a half points. Um, Cousins has kind of silenced his critics this year. 
He's had a very nice year. Um, and maybe he gets over the hump in this game. Uh, as you know, I mean, I'm kind of rooting for Green Bay. I, I gave LaFleur out at the beginning of the year as a 20-1 to Coach of the Year candidate. Mm-hmm. And um, he's looking pretty good for that. I mean, they win 12 games. Sure. I think he should definitely be considered for it. That's for sure. Um, look, we know what Green Bay does well. They're a different type of team this year, Green Bay. A little bit more gritty than they've been in the past. Right? They run the ball well. They rush the passer well. That being said, this home field advantage for the Vikings, I think, carries them through this game. I don't know if it matters which running back plays for the Vikings. Um, they all seem to look the same in the uniform, at least. I, when one was in the game, I cannot tell the difference from one <laughs> to another. Uh, that's for sure. I think the kid Boone, the kid Boone looks serviceable last week. He actually looked more than serviceable. So if he has to play for Cook, I think he'll be okay. When, an underrated thing in this game. Thielen got his feet wet. Uh, he is playing, right? He played last week. I only only caught three passes, but mm-hmm. he's got he's got some action again. He's going to make a huge difference in this game right now with Thielen and Diggs. Uh, and Rudolph has uh, been a solid, again, he's had another solid year. I think they put up enough points to beat this Packer team, which doesn't score a, a ton of points. No. So, Let's uh, let's see the Vikings win here. Uh, and I think they cover this. They but you know be close the whole way. They win this game something like thirty-one twenty-four, uh, and they cover the spread. Well, like kid, you danced around it, but the fact remains: yes, the Vikings' top three running backs wear dreadlocks, and you're not able to see their nameplate. And fine, wear your hair however you want, but you got, we got to drop the nameplate to below the number or something. There's a fantasy implications going on here. We have to figure I, that- <laughs> something out with that, right? It's crazy. Um, that's going to be a fun game. Parley kid was in a, he was in a rush today, wasn't he? Parley kid. <laughs> you know what? I was going to text back. You, you have a lot of control over this Parley kid. I know he had to get out early. All right. Uh, I know we're in a rush, but I promise this won't take long and it's going to be uncomfortable, but, uh, you're going to hear Bill Simmons voice for the next uh, 30 seconds or so. So bear with it. We'll get through it. Against All Odds is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Now that sports betting is available in New Jersey, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, and Indiana, with FanDuel winning is only a few taps away. FanDuel Sportsbook offers an amazing feature called Same Game Parlays. Other sportsbook only let you parlay bets from different games. FanDuel lets you parlay multiple bets within one single game. For instance, you can do Bills Patriots. You can bet the Bills plus six and a half. You can bet the under 38. And you could bet Brady will throw less than two touchdowns or whatever the touchdowns odds are for that. If you're new to FanDuel Sportsbook, you can get your first bet risk-free just for making your first deposit. Yeah, place any bet, including same-game parlays, and FanDuel will refund you up to $500 in site credit. If you don't win, sign up to FanDuel with promo code ODDS so FanDuel knows that against all odds sent you. That's FanDuel Sportsbook promo code odds. And now the legal stuff must be 21 plus and physically present in Jersey, Pennsylvania, Indiana, or West Virginia. Site credit non-withdrawable expires 14 days after receipt. Terms apply. Gambling problem? 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit 1800gambler.net or in Indiana, 800-9-WITH-IT. All right, we're back on Against All Odds. The Degenerate Trifecta is here. Heel producer Jim Cunningham working the board from New York. This brings us to our sponsored segment, Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. Each week, 
The Degenerate Trifecta and I set sail tackling pretend propositions related to sports and pop culture events. I watched with uh, with the captain. I watched the Heisman Trophy presentation Saturday. He was impressed. He's like, this is fun. This is a fun award. Is this how it works in sports? You get awards? I was like, yeah. It's not enough that you get uh, money in the pros or great acclaim. No, they give you awards. And he's like, well, what's the best? I said, well, let's put odds on it. The Heisman Trophy, two to one odds as the best sports trophy, Stanley Cup, three to one odds, the Lombardi Trophy, five to one, and the field at five to two. Let's start with you, Harry. What's the best sports trophy? You know what? I'm going to go Stanley Cup at three to one. Um, It's 137 years old. The engraving is impeccable, and it's amazing on there. Uh, And a couple stats, uh, a little facts and figures that people may not know. Twelve women have their name on the cup. The first woman was the president of the Red Wings in 1954-55, Marguerite Norris, and two babies. Two babies have been baptized in the cup. When you've been baptized in the cup, I think that stands alone. Stanley Cup is the best trophy in sports. All right. Wow. You know, the the, the cool thing about the Stanley Cup, you guys might also have uh, the Stanley Cup here, but... um, I think it comes, they come when the Kings won, they bring it to a bar right around here. And it's great. The North end, they go nuts. It's within an hour. The Stanley cup is in my neighborhood. It's not, it's not going to happen again for a while with this Kings team. Parley kid, what do you say? You agree? Yeah, I agree with Harry. This is easily the best, uh, the best trophy around. I was almost going to take the field to sell. You remember that mayor's trophy game they used to play with the Mets Yankees. Yeah. Uh, every spring training. That was a lot of fun. That's when baseball was, was at its peak for me. But let's take the Stanley Cup. I think this is an easy one. 16 requires 16 grueling wins. A lot of these hockey series go six or seven games. Uh, it takes a lot to win this. And when you see the players win this Stanley Cup, doesn't it seem like it means so much to every single one of them? And yeah. it kind of does because they all get their name engraved on it. They all get to take it home for a day. Um you know, this thing has been used from, you know, they're drinking champagne out of it. What other trophy do you get to have like that? That's like, true. Stanley Cup, this is what makes hockey great. Um, we don't talk about it too often, but hockey, that playoff, those playoffs are the best in sports. So when they, when they win this, they deserve it. Stanley Cup, easy. Yeah, that thing is, uh, by the time everyone's hoisted it over their head on the ice, the thing's half full with beard hair. It's really, it's it's really, it takes a beating, that uh, Stanley Cup. Uh, Paul, kid, you mentioned the Mayor's Trophy. The Mets would play the Yankees. I remember this. It was exciting. It wasn't really exciting because I feel like the Mets would lose every year. This is back. And then they did away with it. I, I think people liked the Mayor a lot more back then. I, I don't know why. They, oh, the Players Association's like, screw this. We're not, we, we get a day off every two weeks. We're not, we're not playing a, a scrimmage game. And there's inter, interleague play now, so it's not as important. But that was a fun one, too. All right, Brother Bry, you making it a sweep with the Cup? Uh, no, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the favorite and take the Heisman. Like, I think everything about the Heisman is the best. Uh, it is definitely to me, it's the coolest looking trophy. I mean, it, it looks like Mason Rudolph when he lost his uh, face mask on there, <laughs> but, um, I don't know, just everything about it's great. I mean, it's, it, to me, it's the biggest individual achievement in all of sports. I mean, what other, what other achievement could you have like a three hour boring ass ceremony on TV every year? Um, to watch, but then you also have you have players over the course of time celebrating by mimicking the statue pose. So uh, to me, it's just—I mean, if I was going to win one, that, that one seems like the coolest. 
I love it. I'm with you. I like the Heisman, named after John Heisman, the uh, athletic director of the Downtown Athletic Club. That's where, for many years, they uh, gave this trophy away. Um, modeled after a player named Ed Smith, who played for NYU, and somehow he didn't know that it was him. He didn't know what he was posing for. He was in a sculpting class, didn't know what he was posing for until like the 80s. They told him, yeah, that's you. You're the Heisman Trophy guy. And like you said, Brother Bride, Desmond Howard striking the pose uh, back in 91. I don't know why players don't do that more. They, all these dances they do. Let's see more Heisman. I like to see it. Uh, and here's the other cool thing about it. A lot of these players, you know, cause they're not pros yet. They leave it in the house they grew up with. Matt Leinard, I know keeps it his at his parents' house. I don't want no one go there and steal it now. It's terrible, but I think it's on record that he does keep it along with all his other trophies growing up. So that's pretty cool. And then old men, uh, white men, um, gather to, uh, give it to you. That's a, that's a good one too. All right. Uh, Jim Cunningham, you must have a, an idea, right? Which one do you like? Yeah, I was going to go with the field. I like um, the commissioner's trophy that you get for winning the World Series. Um, it looks like something you could like impale someone with, and it's the only <laughs> trophy that looks more dangerous than the sport it represents. Wow. <laughs> it does look dangerous, right? You could yeah. easily you could, like, poke someone's eye out. I can't yeah, believe exactly. there aren't injuries associated with that. <laughs> All right, that'll do it. That's another week of Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. No matter how you live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. Let's go to Sharp Tank. These guys give a best bet. I am going to buy one of them. I'm going to jump on, and we're going to suffer through it all weekend long. I had Harry's last week was a winner. Harry, who do you like this week? You know what? A lot of football going on this week, bowl games this week. But you know what? We haven't talked too much yet, and I'm going to go with a college basketball game on Saturday early. It's Kansas at Villanova. Don't have a line out. I tried looking at a line. I think this game uh, might be a low line, might be fishy. I'm banking on Kansas. Me and Bry talked a little bit about it. Maybe Kansas minus two and a half, three. Going to be very fishy. Number one team in the country, only given two and a half, three. These two teams are playing a home and home. Uh, they played last year in Kansas. Kansas won by three. Uh, but I'm taking Villanova here. I'm going to take Villanova. I think maybe even money line. But like I said, if they're getting two and a half, three, I still like that. But I also like money line. I think they're going to win the game straight up. They haven't played since last Saturday. They don't have a defining win yet this season. Uh, they almost beat Baylor. They played who's number 10 in the country. They played them tough to the very end and lost. Uh, Kansas has number Stan- number nine Stanford next week. Um, I think they'll win that game too. And so they can split here. Stanford's schedule has been very weak. Uh, Sophomore Sadiq Bay uh, is getting 16 points a game for Villanova, 54% from the field, 44% from three-point uh, range. He's getting 58, he's shooting 58% from the field at home, 20 points per game. Uh, another player that's uh, uh, r- very good for Villanova, Colin Gillespie, is averaging 14 points and five assists. I think on Saturday, Kansas gets shocked by Villanova uh, early on Saturday morning. All right. I like that you're already mad at the line for being fishy, but you don't know what the line is. <laughs> I have a pretty good guess. When it comes out three, you'll say, Harry, you were right. I don't know. I got to I gotta negotiate this in my head for a second. All right. Parlay Kid, what's your best bet? Keeping it simple this week, Sal. Um, first, I, I was kind of debating of doing a parlay, um, but I'm just going to take one team. Taking the Steelers minus three over the Jets. I, I was thinking about adding Houston to this. But between the Texans and Tampa Bay, one of those teams always screws somebody, right? So you never see it never seems to work out with those teams. So I'm, I'm staying away from that. Steelers minus three. Uh, Smith Schuster is back for the Steelers, I think, this week. Um, 
Hodges, I think, rebounds. I think that was a tough uh, game for him the other night. I think he's been serviceable. He seems to have uh, made some plays. But now with, with, with Smith, uh, Smith Schuster back in the lineup, uh, all of a sudden, like, you know, James Washington makes a nice number, like, two receiver for this team. Uh, mm-hmm. Connor's back running the ball. I think they pound him. They pound the ball this week. I think Bell, I believe he's out for the Jets. Um, is he playing this week, Brian? You, I thought I read just before. I'm not that sure. Means he's bowling. I thought, well, <laughs> I thought he was not playing. But either way, he's been pedestrian anyway, so I don't think it really even matters uh, at that point. Look, this Steelers need – they need to win this game. The Jets do not need to win this game. Uh, we, Darnold, who I do think is getting better, seems to struggle against the real top-notch defenses. I think the Steelers put a clamp down on this team. I think the Steelers almost shut the Jets out here. They win mm. this game. 24-3, take the Steelers, minus the three. Wow. All right. Brother Bry, what you got? Uh, Jim Cunningham's going to have to change his $2 million pick in the last second. Oh, right. I was right. thinking that. I was do? thinking that. The Dolphins play the Bengals. He'll be all right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go SMU over Florida Atlantic, minus three. Like The line seems low. Even though this, this game is at FAU, Minus three seems low to me. SMU has been great, underrated team all year. I thought they should have won the game at Navy. They kind of blew that one. Hung close at Memphis for most of that game, at least through the beginning of the fourth. Uh, FAU defense has been good, but SMU just, they're going to score. They're going to score a lot in this game. Not really sure what the impact of Lane Kiffin, uh, the departure, but um, I'm thinking it's definitely going to be a big distraction for the team, or at least the game plan from the interim coach probably might not be up to up to par this week. So um, I think, like I said, SMU scores a ton of points, score a ton of points in this game, and they cover the three. All right. SMU, all right. I'm excited about bowl season. What are there? Are there six bowl games Saturday? It's a lot of bowl yeah, games. I can't believe they're uh, – yeah, the Boise State-Washington game is really good. I can't believe their bowl games are ready. Doesn't it seem like there's it's usually very, a bigger break? I'm it just... seems very early. It's It, it seems like it's competing against the big uh, NFL game, but that's because they have three. Hold on. Wait, there's seven. Oh, if you count that NCAA and A&T versus Alcorn, there's seven. Not a bowl game. All right. But there's – uh, so there's ten college football games of note. On Saturday, and then and you also get the um, the FCS semifinals are are this right. You got all that going, um, Paulie Kid. I don't know about these Steelers. I think I've seen enough of Duck Hodges. I really do. I, I don't. I don't know. They, I think they have fifteen and a half points a game over the last five. I hate watching that offense. How many times did we watch the Cowboys towards the end of like Aikman's career? Like, oh, if they just would have handed off every play in the third middle of the third quarter on, they would have won. That that's how I felt with the Bills. I feel like this offense, yeah, it's great that Juju Smith-Schuster's coming back, but um, and that Bills defense was tough, but oh, I don't trust these stupid Jets. I really don't. I don't know why. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass on that. Harry, I'll go with you, but I'm going to laugh if Kansas is getting three on Saturday and you, and you whiffed on this altogether. I'll take Villanova. They're number one in the country. They're not going to be getting three. Well, I'm, I, I, I don't know why, why we think this is fishy already, but um, I think it's fishy that you're calling it fishy. I feel like you know the line already, but let's go Villanova. I'm going to go with you for Sharp Tank. Uh, Jim Cunningham, what's your pick? Come on, $2 million. Drum roll, please. The New York <laughs> Giants, plus two and a half. Duh. Over the Redskins, bet the wow. farm. <laughs> why does that get a duh, Harry? Why is that a duh? It's either the Redskins, it's either the uh, Giants, or, yeah. Uh, what? 
Harry thinks that's fishy. Harry's Jim. betting oh, Navy basketball, me. so whatever, man. Yeah, right. You're right. UMass <laughs> lacrosse, St. Mary's field hockey. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Jim. Sorry, Jim went out of his way to pick a line that was actually out on the board. Wow. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> Kill him. Uh, all right, Jim, the eyes are uh, ones, or did you change yeah, that? Eyes are still ones. Jim Cunning, you can find him on Twitter. Harry, what about you? Yeah, you can find me at uh, AAO Harry. Um, also, uh, starting on uh, December 30th at 6 p.m. here in Phoenix, I'm going to be the host of a new sports gambling radio show once a week. Like I said, December 30th at 6 o'clock on Mondays in Phoenix, 1580 The Fanatic. So I'm excited about that. So uh, I'll have more information next week on how you can download it and maybe get to it and, uh, and listen to it if you'd like to. That's, That's going to be, be great. great. That's, That's going to be great. Are, you start, are we coming on to that, Harry? If we have uh, anyone on, uh, not yet, but uh, maybe uh, maybe if you guys wanted to be on, I'd love to have you guys on. Actually, Actually it, it really has nothing to do with Harry. Harry. I was um, I was ambushed at a, a party where Ken told me he and Harry started the business, and this uh, this is primarily the whole business. I think this one hour long show once a week where they're gonna and Ken uh, Ken's already got guests lined up for you, right? It's people that work for him. How does this work? Uh, one guy uh, who's a sports gambler, uh, he's uh, kind of a degenerate himself. Uh, he's going to be uh, my sidekick, I guess, on the show. Uh, look, I have to do something. I got to. I got to do something. Uh, uh, since Ken fired me, I got to do something. I got to do something to make a living. So uh, we're going to do this. He fired you and then started a company uh, with you for your benefit. And he's actually we're now technically working for me. Right. Mm. <laughs> Let's see how that turns out. <laughs> All right, you'll uh, you'll be able to promote that again. I think we're uh, we're going to do the podcast next Monday, um, and then possibly the following Monday too. So uh, the, we'll, yeah, you'll have something Christmas week and New Year's week, uh, brother Bry. What about you? Um, I'm at the brother Bry uh, this weekend. Like you said, Saturday's going to have a ton of stuff on, right? So we got yeah. the pro games. We got the co- some college games. We have. Uh, the Charlo fight versus Harrison. I like Charlo a little bit by uh, decision or a late stoppage in that one. We have a UFC fight, um, Korean Zombie versus Frankie Edgar. Uh, that should be a good one, too, but that's on at, like, uh, 4 o'clock in the morning if you're up on Saturday morning. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, good weekend. Uh, the one thing we didn't touch base on, though, yet uh, today was uh, Frank in our fantasy league. I thought that was maybe a good time to bring him up for the, the text he sent you the other day. Oh, that was great. Frank got confused. He's been confused. By the way, I looked it up at it in 10 years. He was 500 once since 2009. He's been 500 or better once. I think it was like eight and six a few years ago. I can't even believe that this would have been the second time he was 500. He wasn't, um, two weeks ago. I'm like, Hey, here's what everyone needs to do. Last week, I forget to send out an email, but it's down to the final four, four to 10 teams make it. And Frank at 7:20 Eastern time says, Hey, I can't, for some reason, it's only showing two playoff matches, uh, two matchups. I can't see mine. I was like, well, that's because you're out of the, the, you're out, you're eliminated, you jackass. That's why you can't see yours, A and B. Why are you first checking your lineup at 7.20 on a Sunday? So, yeah, Brother Bride, you don't want to kick him out, right? There you go. And par- and I should mention, before we get to Parlay Kid real quick, Brother Bride did give you two UFC winners and, of course, ended up losing money on him uh, uh, in real life. Parlay Kid. With mine, yeah. <laughs> what about you, Paul? Again? That is true. I'm at the uh, Chalk Talkers now, and um, be traveling to uh, Amityville today uh, for a uh, basketball game. 
big one, John Glenn versus Amityville, big game, two really big teams playing against each other. Uh, and also, Sal, talk about fantasy. I'm in the finals. I, I met yes. Mike Chatfield. I beat the great Lakers, named after uh, your Oswego uh, yeah. college there. Uh, Mike Chat seems like he's always in the playoffs, at least. And I made it. I don't know when the last time I was in the finals. I think the last time I was in the finals, I had to make a decision to start Kitna or Matt Leinart, believe it or not. Wow. That was the last time. And I'm playing Paulie, who has never won it. He's never won it. So, uh, I don't think you he, know, he, he said he's never been in the finals either, Paulie. So that's, I, I believe it. It's Paulie, uh, Crispino, and our friend Brian Schoenhertz. They had teamed up for many years. They call them their team Matza Parmesan for obvious reasons. And, uh, yeah, you know what? It's good because you guys are the two top point getters in the league and you meet in the finals and this is how it should be. And Harry, with the least amount of points by like 150, shouldn't even be allowed to watch. It should be erased from his computer. Forget it. Um, all right, Paul, like real quick, I, I, I know you're in a hurry. I'm trying to check my kid's wrestling schedule. Yeah. What do you do out there? I remember we used to have a tournament, Sable tournament, 26th and 27th. What was the schedule the rest of the, the high school break? We we always had uh, we usually had a tournament over the break as well. So really, right? Usually the usually the twenty seventh and twenty eighth of December, which yeah. is the worst tournament around because you really can't really eat too much on Christmas. Right. And then if you do, the twenty sixth is a terrible day for you. And then the twenty seventh and twenty eighth, you're sitting in a gym. Yeah, that's what it was. That. I, I always hated. I always said that was the worst tournament of the year by far. I wish schools would eliminate that tournament. I think it's, uh, I don't think it's good for kids. I don't think it's good for families. They should really. And then what about the next week? Well, uh, so you might, it might take you. Uh, so you guys come back like the third anyway, right? Yeah, we, yeah, that's when we're back and there'll be a tournament that weekend, which that's fine. Yeah, that, okay. that would be fine. But it's just that Christmas week, which there should be nothing going on during that, uh, that week off. Right. Well, listen, that's where I invented my Saville cradle. As bad as my record was, I had my Saville <laughs> cradle on 20, December 28th, 19th, whatever. I don't know. All right, that'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. Lock it in on FS1, 430 to 530 Eastern. You get to watch me, the king in action, 10 out of 16 weeks. So boring. Catch Jimmy Kimmel Live, 1135 tonight and every weeknight on ABC. That's that for the degenerate trifecta and heel producer Jim Cunningham. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. No!